Coming with Bob Let's have a few brews We'll have some fun With the bum wine crew So kick your feet up And grab you a beer Cause damn man I'm glad that you're here All right, all right, all right. This is Bumwine Bob. Welcome you to an all-new edition of Bone with Bobcat and making his triumphant return to the podcast, making it a three-peat this time around. We talked Hulk rules. We talked the Beach Boys. And we have a special treat on tap for you guys this week. Our very own Uncle Jesse has returned <laughs> <laughs> to the podcast. Uh, Jesse, man, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bob. I'm I'm so happy to be to be back. I feel like you and I we've uh, we have this friendship bonded over really esoteric oddball albums that not a lot of people love. So I think when you can have a friendship bonded over that, I think it actually it says a lot about the people. <laughs> that, that, that's that's the, that's the kind of friendship that that lasts forever, that's right, right there. And and if the Hulkster taught us anything about friendship with the hulk rules album we oh, know God, that we did. uh little hulkamaniacs will be will be friends till the end so <laughs> yeah, that's right but but this but this time we are back because not only is this a special album it is celebrating its 35th anniversary this year we just passed it in this past september and it's the one and the only it is the pile driver the wrestling album Two and to celebrate this glorious occasion, I brought along a, a beverage I'm going to crack open here, which is fitting because it is it was one of the official sponsors of the 1987 Slammy Awards, and this is Schlitz Malt Liquor, the Bull, the the classic malt liquor right here. So I'm going to crack this open, crank it up, dude, right here because it. It fits perfectly. I mean, when have you ever seen a malt liquor sponsor a Slammy Awards? One time only, and that was 35 years ago in 1987. The Slammy Awards are brought to you in part by Schlitz Malt Liquor. No one does it like the ball. Yeah, I mean, those guys are pretty fit. I'm trying to think who would have been who would have been pounding the Schlitz. I mean, obviously, Jim the Anvil Neidhart probably got down. I was gonna say that maybe like uh, like hacksaw Jim Duggan, I can hacksaw see being uh, yeah, being uh, a big malt liquor guy. <laughs> yeah, I, hillbilly Jim was definitely doing moonshine, obviously. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's making his own there on on the farm. Mean Gene's having martinis. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But hey, you you can't go wrong there. That's why I said it was fitting. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw the 1987 Slammies, and this was years ago because I I bought a tape of it off eBay, probably in. The early 2000s. So I still have the, the VHS tape nice. down here, along with my VHS tape of Pile Driver, the music videos, which I did make sure to watch a couple weeks ago to refresh my memory of some of the, the glorious videos that went along with this fantastic album that that doesn't get enough love, I think, that it deserves these days. I agree. And I, and I, but I think before we talk about the love, I think this album is this these songs are synonymous with the 1987 slammy awards it's just impossible for me at least to disassociate you know the songs from then the, the live performances of them ladies and gentlemen vince mcmahon Thank you. 
Lucas Maximus, the traditional home of the Slammy Awards. There are only winners here tonight at the Slammys. You in the audience, you at home, and all of our nominees will leave tonight the better for having participated in this joyous celebration. This celebration of the human potential. This love fest of mutual admiration and support. This tribute to the blood, the sweat, and the tears that lie behind all the glitter and glamour. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that was pretty much the... That whole event was based around the pile driver with the with the live, well, quote unquote, live performances <laughs> of the uh, of the songs at the event. They had the special award for the the best song, so they they go hand in hand. And the the slams, I believe, were held in December of '87, so we're pretty much right on track. Oh wow! Okay, for, for slammy season here. So so it all works out perfectly. See, when we do these things, we we blend it all together. Wrap it up in a, a neat, a neat little package for the holidays. If it's if it's Christmas, it's Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate, we are here now to bring you this special gift for you to enjoy with your family this holiday season. Because who doesn't want to sit around with their family, you know, celebrating the holidays, cranking up a little pile driver, a little podcast to go along with it. You know, uh, Bob, I, mean, I, gotta I think say, that's great. I know. I mean, honestly, you know, my kids and my wife and I, and my cats, you know, we like to sit around the fire and, you know, we sing Jive Soul Bro. It's, <laughs> it's what we do. You pick up some fried chicken, crank you up the that. Jive Soul Bro. Well, and question you... for you, Bob. I have a question for you because uh, I'm interested to know what your history was. Were you were you loving wrestling at this time in 1987? I, I was not. I was still too young at this time okay. to get into wrestling. So I got into wrestling in 93 was when I started watching wrestling. But from that time forward, I was always going out there, going to the video store, yeah. running the VHS tapes, catching up on everything, became a big quote-unquote historian, finding all these things. And I guess it probably wasn't until the early 2000s with the internet and things like eBay that... Yeah you could find these things and see, oh, there's this wrestling album. Like, I think I saw the original one because I think they, they re-released that in like the late 90s. They re-released the original wrestling album. I remember seeing that like the uh, like the Wiz <laughs> and sorts right. like that and on the shelf. And I was like, oh, what's this? This is like a CD from the 80s with like wrestling songs. I was well, like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. That, like, okay, that that's cool. And then I found out, oh, there was a second one that was a little more... I don't want to say over the top, but the the wrestling album two and the wrestling album are kind of two different animals in a way. I think I don't know if you feel yeah. the same way. I do, for, and for many ways, man, because I'm I'm a little older than you. Um, but for me, I, mean, I bought the wrestling album the day it came out, and I still have it on cassette, and it's one of my prized possessions. I know every I'm a musician. I know every fucking yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's it's one of my favorite albums. So, and actually. When Pile Driver came out, I was that's when I was getting out of wrestling the first time because I was getting more into music and baseball. And my brother was the guy who got me into wrestling. He was getting into skateboards and girls. So, so that I kind of was. I think I saw Macho Man Steamboat 
you know, on a Saturday morning, you know, like a repeat on a Saturday morning, but I really wasn't into it. And it was only later, you know, when, <laughs> when I was getting into albums like Hulk rules and, you know, be a man, macho man stuff where <laughs> I, where I remembered, Oh my God, there is, a, there is another one. And I remember the song. I remember stand back and I remember honky tonk man so well. And once I got back into wrestling with my wrestling friends, I, I got more into Piledriver, and it's a weird thing because I think there are a couple songs on Piledriver that are atrocious, but I, I I think they're interesting. And then the songs that I didn't used to like on Piledriver, I, I really love now. <laughs> I've really, I've really gotten into this album. I, there's a couple songs that are just honestly great. And I keep going back to like the original days of, of downloading. I used to spend hours trying to download wrestling themes on the internet, wow. like back you know, firing up you know the 56k modem trying to find the website just to get like a 30 second clip of like a theme song and i remember i think one of the first ones came across like i mean i had heard it on the vhs tapes of events but once some of my friends we would crank up uh jive soul bro and we're like like holy shit man this is a (laughs) this song is awesome it's weird too it's it's i mean i know it's a cover and it's the same person by the same person who did um oh, what's his face uh, who did grab them cakes. But um, the song is very much like uh, I mean we can get into do a song by song if you want, but it's very much like Fame by David Bowie, and then it's it reminds me of like Cheap Sunglasses by ZZ Top. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like proggy. It's not like I was I was you know I of course I play I try to play along with these songs like no that would actually you need to think about it's uh. Josh the Rose a fucked up song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's not my favorite song on the album. No, I didn't know, but no, but I don't know. I, I think but I think one of my biggest pet peeves about this album, and I don't know if you feel the same way, is we said, you know, going looking at the track listing and how it kicks off. I don't know why they didn't start off the album with, with Pile Driver. Driver. Yeah, that, oh, no, that's the biggest head scratcher to me. There's why two. don't you you I'll, start I'll you- that off, yeah. Okay, I'll give you two because a, a thousand percent, Bob. I mean, there's a couple reasons why you shouldn't start it off. First of all, the album is Pile Driver, right? And who's on the cover, Bob? Hulk Hogan. Does Hulk Hogan sing a song on this album? No, no. Okay, well that's that's fucking Vince Bait and Switch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Hulk's singing. All right, I'm picking oh, this up. Yeah, like, wait, ten songs? Where's Hulkster? Yeah, he's- but he's playing bass on two of them, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No. When it wasn't when he wasn't out there uh, trying to get in Metallica, right? In Metallica, I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> right, and wrestling for 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 dying kids. Um, yeah, no, honestly, no. The uh, it's it's a it's a, like a B, girls and cars is kind of like a B rate Richard Marks song, which which isn't necessarily a knock, but it's not how you open up a big wrestling album. It's yeah. not pile driver. This is a. Uh, it's a goody goody song, and the thing is that it's a the wrestling team. It's for us for Strike Force. That's what Tito Santana and what Rick Martel. Yeah, yeah. They weren't Hulk Hogan. They weren't Macho Man. They weren't the big shit. And it and the, and, it, and it's sung by this dude Robbie Dupree. Who the fuck is he? Hey, he, he, and I think maybe that's why they started with him. I mean, yes, he had two semi hits in the early '80s. Uh-huh. Uh, but I mean, I guess you're going off of name value, and that would be maybe somebody who's on the top of the list, and that's why you put it as the first track. Uh, but still, but uh, still, I, <laughs> that's not enough, man. Well, I think so. Who would 
so remember in the Slammies, Jimmy Hart sings it, right? Right. All right. Well, that makes some sort of sense. If if he's saying it, um, you know, or like, and maybe like if the Hart Foundation, I'm like, they were heels, so maybe not. But if he's saying it, and you had it, song three, like "Eat Your Heart Out," Rick Springfield was on the wrestling album, then it makes more sense. But I think it's an opening song. I think it's a maybe that's like strike one against it for me. Yeah, that that's always been one of my pet peeves about it. It's like, okay, how do you start the album? with that and like i said maybe it was just because of trying to grab a, a singer with somewhat i mean name quote-unquote name value i mean you have somebody who had a, a couple top 10 hits in the early 80s we're in 87 now it's it's pushing it a little bit it's, it's not like, it's, it's yeah, not it's like you got you don't have like hall and oats on there singing it if that then i'll, I'll give you the credit for hall and oats but right. uh robbie well, dupree yeah i don't know yeah well i mean and listen cindy Lauper, you know produced the captain lou albano song under the name mona flambe and cindy Lauper is obviously you know in 1985 cindy Lauper was the most popular was like more popular than madonna but you know obviously she wasn't going to use her name on the wrestling album I don't want to make any comparisons to Cindy Lauper and Robert Dupree, <laughs> except that I think yeah. Cindy Lauper is amazing. You know? Yeah. Um, I think just it, I think our vote would just be that it's a decent song. It just shouldn't be the lead the the opener. I mean, it, and it is, and it is a good song. It, it is very catchy. You know what you, you, you find yourself singing along with it. You know, girls in cars. All right. You're like, okay, I can get along with this. It actually, it's cool because as a guitar player, it um. It has that got the. It's um, it's basically brass in pocket by the Pretenders, and it's actually kind of like every breath you take. Okay, okay. It's just the I just like the chord progression. I remember thinking when I was learning it, I was like, "That's a really cool way of doing it." Um, you know, they they put their own little eighties gloss on it. Um, and it's got a cool modulation in the bridge. You know, it's got something, but. I don't when I'm looking for that's not that's there's nothing pile driving about it. No, no, it, it is lacking in the pile driving aspect of it. And when Strike Force was using it, they were using the instrumental version of it. Right. But it's still never really for me, it really never clicked as a, a song to use as a theme song for a team. No, it's, Strike, it, yeah, Strike Force, they were never like really like they weren't like this, you know, they weren't like uh, Gino Hernandez and whatnot in, in, in world class wrestling. They weren't like these Lotharios. They were just like cute, cute guys. Right, right. It's it's I, I can see it as a as a song. You're trying to do like a little pop hit of a song, but for a wrestling theme, uh, not quite, not quite. Yeah, it's one of those you tried. Uh, I wouldn't have kicked off the album that way. When you go to track two, and that's the title track of Pile Driver. There you now, go. Now that's the way to kick it off. And when I put in the Pile Driver VHS tape, I have when that thing starts up. That starts with the video for Pile Driver, which does. which the video does feature Hulk Hogan oh, yeah. prominently in that with his hard hat the same look he has on the cover of the album yes so that's where they got it from so that's kind of while he doesn't sing anything in it he is a he is the star of that video well besides besides coco give give coco his credit where credit think, is due yeah well uh, i'll give coco lots of credit i mean coco can fucking sing i mean he's got he's got voice he's got lungs he's got tone he's got phrasing um i think it's great i think uh i think the whole i think it's a great song um, I think it's a little spooky. Interesting thing, though, 
after the bridge, you know, uh, it does like you're right beside her, your heart's on fire. She's got you hardwired higher and higher, pile driver. From there, like a lot of 80s songs, after the bridge, it doesn't really go anywhere. This is just the this is just the thing that happens with TV show song, you know, TV theme songs and yeah, yeah. I kind of wish it just like it would have been really obtuse, but like, what if it just faded out after the bridge? It's there and then it's gone. That's it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just like higher and higher pile driver, doom, 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 and it just faded out because I think the song kind of gets old after a while, but obviously it worked. You know, in the in the video, obviously with all the action going on there. Yeah, it do, it does it does re- it repeat itself, and you kind of get halfway through it, and you're like, all right, you know, mm-hmm. we could we could be done with this, and it's not a it's not a long song either, but it just seems like it, it goes on and on. It's like it's like <laughs> right. I'm looking at the the time of it. It's two fifty five is the is the the time for the track, and wow. it seems like it goes on a lot longer. It's just like it it kind of drags a bit somehow, but it, it's under it's just under three minutes. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, but was did Coco use this as his theme song or no? Uh, he did for a time. Uh, he, I guess from. Yeah, from okay. what they said, it was I guess for maybe a couple years. I think he used it. They said uh, into 1990 he used it. Yeah, as did he his, use did he use theme song? Okay. Did he used to use the bird by Morris Day in the time before that? I think it was. I think before that, I think it was yeah. just like JYD used to use another one bites the dust. And yeah, yeah. Until they <laughs> said, then they decided, oh wait, no, we can't use any real music anymore. We need yeah, to. No, <laughs> either our, either. We're not. We're not paying. We're not paying royalties on these songs anymore. We're gonna create our own and. They, for the most part, they did a good job creating their own yeah. songs for for people. I mean, especially then. I mean, not compared to more recent times with theme songs you hear for people, and you're like, no, you're like, who thinks this is a good idea? <laughs> no, it's that's why that's one thing that AEW is doing a nice job of. They're just licensing some good shit, <laughs> right? And sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to get you got to put the money out to license things, and it works for me, man. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather I'd rather have that than just some generic rock rock theme number 74 and it's like oh who's that i don't know they all sound the same yeah well that's why you know we you know god rest uh jj mcguire's soul from the hulk rules you know who also did sexy boy and all those kinds of hits you know it it but then again it, with all with that being said as cool those songs are they're not supposed to go past the bridge no 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 <laughs> no you you cut it off before it gets, you're not you're not you're not listening to the whole song as it as it plays through it's just get right. the the main part of it go through get to the ring and then it's done and then it's done yeah agreed yeah but but pod driver is 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 a solid song so, yeah. solid solid video if you haven't seen it you know make sure to go out there watch this out there it's- yeah, if you like homoerotic eighties videos, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the video. Out. This is the video for you. Go, go yeah. check it out. It's out there. It's out there on YouTube. You, you can find it. Don't, don't worry. It's out there. <laughs> it's out there. Yeah, go check yeah. it out. <laughs> but then you follow up Pile Driver with with a classic song, and that's the Honky Tonk Man and his theme song. I mean, I think everybody knows the Honky Tonk Man. And and his theme song. I mean that it's 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 one of the all time classic wrestling theme songs. That it's the perfect fit. Yeah, it's that. Yeah, I, I can't really complain at all about that one. No, it it, it works perfectly. Um, it's catchy. It's short, and actually, you don't mind that it, that it's as long. It, even though it, it's even though it's short and it feels long, it doesn't matter. It's a great song. Um, the uh, 
<laughs> the, the video, the Slammy Award video is just so amazing with uh, Jesse Lee Ventura. Oh, yeah, on the, on the, on the piano <laughs> there. Yeah. <laughs> They're just having so much fun. And um, as a musician, one of my favorite things to, to do when I'm watching a, like a TV show or a movie with actors playing guitar is to see how well they can fake it. You know, and now there's all business of of professional musicians who teach actors how to play, you know, how to how to fake a couple chords. Um, the Slammies didn't have that. Uh, watch, watch Honky Tonk Man play guitar. Literally, his hands aren't moving. Right, yeah. he's yeah, like just... he's grasping onto that fucking guitar for dear life. Yeah, and, and I think that kind—I of, don't know if that was on purpose or because I mean, going off of the character of yeah. somebody who says he's this great musician, and right. everybody pretty much knows he's—he's he's not, well, yeah. and just trying to play up that that gimmick. And even the even the video for Pile Driver when they had a, like a disclaimer at the end of it saying like, oh, oh these, right. these they might have been paid uh for their performance to be cheering him <laughs> as he right. as he sings during during the video. Yeah. Well I mean obviously in in uh, you know honky tonk man is obviously a throwback to Elvis and Elvis didn't always play guitar but he always held it and he would pose with it. So you know I get the connection it's just it's yeah it's it's for the look. It's for the it's look. For the look. So, yeah. Even though Honky says you know Elvis stole everything from him, but hey that's uh Yeah apparently Honky Tonk Man is like totally delusional. I, I could see that. I hear yeah. It. Yeah. I mean uh, I, I, probably even more these days too. <laughs> well yeah yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, God bless him. And, and he was he was cool back then in 1987 at WrestleMania three. He was badass. Him and Jake Roberts, that was good shit. Yeah, and this is and this was pretty much right as Honky Tonk Man was was becoming more of a a featured star, totally. and then becoming the Intercontinental Champion. You know, who still claims is the the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time, and holding that belt for for over a year. Yeah, uh, during during this time period. So so kudos to him. Yeah, well, and... I'm trying to think of other intercontinental champions who I really, you know, who really stuck out, who didn't go on to be, you know, heavyweight champs. You know, for a lot of people, the intercontinental belt was the next rung on uh, rung on the ladder, but for, that's where Honky stopped. You right, know, right. A, you, yeah, usually you you have that, and then you'd lose it, and then within a year or so, you'd be on the fast track to the to the world title. Yeah. Honky didn't get that. Steamboat didn't get that. You know, Sant- Tito Santana didn't get that. You know, yeah, yeah. I guess not everybody. You know, a lot, a lot of people did, but there's always those few that that couldn't quite make it to that that next level. But that doesn't make them any less of a character. No, and maybe it uh, makes them that much sure. better of a intercontinental champion. You know, to his point. Yeah, you, you you take that belt and you you hold it with really putting all your effort into it to to make it mean something, and that 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 says a lot. Yeah, God, what, what a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> weirdo. Well, and then you think of weirdos in a different way, which in a good way, uh, is the, the next song, which is Demolition, oh. which is which is a which is a real banger of, of a song. I mean that's just a amp what a riff. up what a riff. song that just gets you ready to just, just beat somebody up. I mean that's the <laughs> It's a it's a killer riff. Da, 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 da. And then the demolition when they God man that guy can that guy's wailing whoever's singing and at the end there's a I think my favorite part that was at the end the guitar does a little nod to the immigrant song I love that it's such a cool little knock because that riff is so simple um, you know this is an interesting one for me Bob because when I was getting out of wrestling in 
87. I didn't know Demolition. Of course, I knew the Road Warriors, and they would scare me. So learning about Demolition later, I remember thinking, third, just a total, like, knockoff. And then I heard their song, and I was like, well, the song might not be as good as Iron Man, you know, <laughs> Road Warriors song. Right, but right. It's, but it's great. It is a great song. It's, it's a standalone song. You could put this on an album by itself, and I think it would be, like, Sabbath could have done this in the 80s. And I think it would have been, like, a good 80s Sabbath song. Yeah, that's one that you... You could pass that for not being a wrestling theme song. You could hear that song and be like, "Oh, this, this is an awesome, you know, rock song." Yeah, and great riff. Not know, not know that it's a a wrestling theme song at at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a perfect. It is a perfect wrestling theme song, of course. But um, you know, because the kind of stomping motion of of how Axe and Smash would walk. But man, I love that riff, and I love his voice at the end, and the guitar playing is really good. You know, I, I I think it's a solid song. It it definitely fits the characters, fits everything with Demolition. And like you said, people would see them at first and think of them as a, a Road Warrior ripoff. But then you hear the song and you see them and you're like, you know, th- these guys are pretty badass. They and- are. But, so, but, but you know, Bob, it's interesting. So so we've de- we've agreed that um demolition and honky talk man if really those songs really fit the characters that they're attached to right and we've also agreed that girls in cars does not <laughs> does really, right 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 i think that's where like that's an interesting way for us to judge this album sort of you know yeah what what fits what fits the character and or the the wrestler that it's supposed to to be for and and and, and the pile driver with coco's an, an interesting one because while yes, he used it as a theme song for a while, I still don't really associate that with him as a theme. Right. I think I think of Pile Driver more as a standalone song. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. And for the album that just happened to be used as a theme for him for uh for a certain time period. That, so have, that he happened to, to be that he happened to sing on. Yeah. Right. I guess you say, hey, I sang this song, so I'm gonna use it as my theme. Like all right, all right, whatever. Yeah, fair enough, it's, yeah. it's fine, go for it. Meanwhile, like, what does that have to do? What does that have to do with Frankie the Bird? And the, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like you're like, driving the bird, or I know. Doing? Going back to what we said, when you're going, you're thinking of something like the bird and and Morris Day and and something that's upbeat like that that he's coming around dancing around with. The pile driver really doesn't give you that same feeling. Does not for it, but it's like, look, the man sang the song, so let him let him use it <laughs> as the theme yeah, for a couple of years, and then we'll move on to something else. But yeah, it's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right right so you go through like like demolition fits in perfectly honky talk man fits perfectly yeah girls in cars it's not. Eh, not, not 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 so much but the uh, next song t- t- absolutely does no well then yeah the, the next one up on the on our track list here is is slick with jive soul bro mm. and and that is a song that fits slick the character to a t uh, i mean if you haven't heard that song uh, you owe it to yourself to, to spend the time to just listen to it on repeat for like an hour, and just get, <laughs> and just get get up and get dancing around. Put, crank up the speakers, crank up the sound system in the house, and you just you just walk around your living room to drive right. soul, bro. Now, I want to talk about before we talk. About, you know, we've talked a little bit about the song, but let's let's talk about if this song could exist now in 2022. Um, for all intents and purposes, we think of Slick as a pimp, right? 
right I, I think yeah we well and i was listening to a, a podcast recently and they were like well what exactly is is slick is he a pimp is he a drug dealer uh, is he just like some shady guy that's not like a bookie but just doing <laughs> like underground stuff he's a I mean, shady character right he's shady i mean i i think it's supposed to be a pimp i, I think that's pretty much the most accurate yeah. <laughs> answer for it but it could go a bunch of different ways i mean all of them are shady and questionable character choices for him he's not at, at this point he's not winning any awards for some high esteemed uh, community helping i mean later on in his career he, he did become the reverend slick later on <laughs> and, and he reformed and was a nice guy doing doing the lord's work <laughs> yeah but <laughs> you know, he was a little bad stuff but but not not at this time not at the jive soul bro era of slick which like I said, I th- I guess yeah yeah I don't think you could get away with that. And even watching the uh, the video for yeah. it, Oof. Uh, yeah, yes, a lot of that stuff would would definitely not fly in in today's world. But meanwhile, you know, you look at you know, goddamn, the Godfather was you know the biggest pimp of them all. Yeah, but I mean, I guess I guess even that too. I mean, I don't think you you can't get away with the Godfather today either. I mean, you that was you can't get. I mean, that was. I mean, more so. in the in the Attitude Era in the late nineties. I mean, that was a huge character. I mean, everybody loved the Ho Train. Sure, seeing him come out there, yeah, as a as a full time gimmick. Like if he pops up today for like some nostalgia show, they'll bring him out there and they'll do the the Ho it'll Train go, thing, yeah, it'll and it'll be great with three. But it's but it's a one time deal, not like. Going to be every single week on Raw, <laughs> coming out with with the with the hose, yeah. and the same thing with this with Slick out there every week. You know, he's got he's got the suit, he's got the hat on, and uh, but he, and he managed a bunch. Of, uh, yeah, okay, so maybe he's just more of a a sh- overall shyster. I always just got the fa- you know, I always just got the fact got the vibe that he was a pimp. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm with you on that too, but I but you could see there's probably some other shady dealings going I, I think he's probably in that underworld doing doing some shady works and probably <laughs> probably being a pimp is probably part of it <laughs> okay all right he, but he can rap it's it's a great song it's a great yeah, song it's, it's, it's a great performance he's over the top as fuck which is great i mean okay well here's here's the question though see for me growing up as a as a wrestling you know fan in 1985 my first favorite wrestler was of course cindy lopper because i'm a rock and wrestling guy um, but even more than Hulk, I love JYD. I was a huge Junkyard Dog fan. So if if it's a Sophie's Choice between Grab Them Cakes and Jive Soul Bro, I'm going Grab Them Cakes nine, nine times out of ten. But as a song, uh, Jive Soul Bro, is, it's so appealing because it's really all over the place in, in, in a good way, you know? It, it is. It is. It does go all over the place and so. it has, you have the different characters within the song right they're saying whatever girl he's arguing with in the yeah, song yeah. in the back and forth so it is like <laughs> its own little i mean the the music video for it it's like its own mini movie right. in itself with everything and then you throw it him there eating the the, the bucket of fried chicken oh, and, and all that oh, stuff man. They, there. They, they they went for it yeah yeah at that point you you're saying for you, you go big or go home. It's like, all right, that's, we're we're, we're really right. going, we're going all in with this it's, character. Yeah, this is this is the WWF and it's least subtle. I guess we can say. 
Yeah, remember this. This is the '80s, so this was yeah. a, a different world. You could get yeah. away with a lot of different things. How either good or bad or questionable taste uh, they might be. You look back at it now, and you're like, like, how did anybody do this or think this was a, a good idea? Yeah. But at, at the time, uh, people just didn't think that way. So it's like, look, not- we have our we have our pimp here sitting around eating fried chicken. Women are yelling at him. He's, he's, uh, the, he's, he's jive right it's, <laughs> it's, that word wasn't used a lot you know by the masses then by uh you know a, a lot of white 10 year old boys who are yeah, fine, yeah. You know. <laughs> i like this jive soul bro mom yeah it's like uh i don't know should you be listening to that i don't know <laughs> like, yeah it's like all right all right whatever that is yeah sure but yeah but but definitely a, a great song fits the character totally. i mean I, I guess the only difference with that is, which kind of was interesting at times because like you said slick had his group of different wrestlers that he managed and most of them would come out with him to you know the theme song mm-hmm. and you had somebody like the big boss man at the time when he was managing him and you have him coming out to right. jive soul bro with slick <laughs> it's a little weird it doesn't weird, really yeah. fit that perfectly uh when he has somebody like like akeem you know right. the african dream now that you can see <laughs> because dream. He's, he's the, the the white guy who, who thinks he's black and is dancing and thinking like he's a jive soul bro. So in that case, it fits that character doesn't fit everybody with it fits slick the man. I think I think Akeem the American I think the Akeem that character is one of the worst characters ever, but in in, in a very interesting way. <laughs> well, I mean, that's. <laughs> That's like some brutal shit. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that's like, well, 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 right. So we were just talking about questionable character choices and yeah. everything. And that, that's another one to add to the <laughs> the list, which uh, in the end does kind of fit well with, with Slick. We put two, two of them, them together and you're like, oh, okay. okay. Now, now that this, this, kind, this kind of makes sense now. That I, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Doesn't make it doesn't make it any better for either no. one of them, but it's but more it, it's so it, it does it does make sense now. But like I said, somebody somebody like the big boss man coming down with with slick to to jive soul, bro. You're like, no, uh, no, that this doesn't this doesn't fit. Not at all. I, but I chalked that one up to another another winner on the oh yeah absolutely. on the list. I think oh, we're without saying a doubt. that that's a good one that that fits in perfectly. Because yeah. then you, you go on to, to track number six, which is Crank It Up by Jimmy Hart, uh, which the song itself, I mean, I, I, it's okay. I, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about this one. I think this one isn't is, isn't one of the better ones on no, there. I think it's, yeah. uh, it's another one that doesn't quite fit anything. I know they, they use it for the, for the Young Stallions for a while, but that's another team that's one of those you know blink and you miss them type teams it's not like some big team no. like demolition the song itself is okay i mean it's jimmy hart you know an actual musician jimmy can sing. yeah jimmy, jimmy can, can sing yeah he, he can sing and um but yeah no ultimately i'm with you because to me this is this is filler he can sing um this song either should have okay so even though it doesn't make sense connected to anybody unless maybe it would have been I don't know, not I, not even the Hart Foundation because they didn't really even have the piss and vinegar back then. Bret Hart didn't really have that character with them inside him yet. Um, uh, it doesn't have any connection to a character. It definitely doesn't have anything to do with 
a Jimmy Hart because Jimmy Hart was kind of like Jimmy Hart was a you know who's kind of a slime ball, right? Yeah, he's 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 the heel, the heel manager, and this is more of an upbeat. It's it's a babyface. It's a song, baby yeah. And he's singing it, but he's a heel manager, so you can't use it for anybody that he's managing, right? So it's That's like, right. okay, well, what do you do with it? And you kind of think that maybe just was this one of those songs that that Jimmy Hart like had in his head for a long time, and was like, okay, I want to do this song and can we put it on the wrestling album? Cause he's like, I'm a, I'm a musician. I want to have a song on the album. Cause this, this is the only song he has that's his own on here. So it's like, you want to get him on there, get him a song. And even if it's for a more of an upbeat baby face theme song, yeah. they still want to try to use it for somebody on TV. So you can promote it. So you might as well record it. Yeah. 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 Well, to your point, Bob, you just said she said you just explained it really well. So you said, "Oh, is this just the song that Jimmy's had in his mind all day?" I will say, tell you, yes, because if you go back to Hulk Rules, the album Beach Patrol, <laughs> the line is, "We were cru- we were cruising all night looking for some action. Had my radio set to a rap rock station. Exact say, instead of rock and roll, he says rap rock." Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Jimmy had this, you know, he, he was thinking long term. He was thinking long term. And, and and luckily for him, when when Hulk Rules time came around, he could baby face it up all he wanted as Hulk Hogan's right. manager and get all these upbeat songs out there. So this was and, just and, testing yeah. the waters for it. Okay, well let's so let's think though. So it so it's nineteen eighty seven. We need a baby face to sing this. It can't be my I mean I would almost want to say Macho Man, but Macho Man was obviously a heel, but he sort of would have the gravitas to sing it. Can you think of a of a baby face or any someone who would have sang the song, if not Jimmy Hart? Well, I I, I only have one option that, that we brought up at the beginning, who is on the cover but not singing a song. Oh, uh, Mr. I Hulk. mean, I mean, yeah. not, not. I mean, yeah, I, can, no, I, I, I can't. I can't see him singing that song and it being any any good i mean we, we heard the hulk rules albums so we know we know how hulk does with when it comes yeah. to singing but something like this too i don't think it certainly wouldn't be a good song but it would only it'd be the only spot to throw somebody like hulk in t- to sing a song okay but so but bob then if that's the case though let's say in our parallel universe that hulk hogan sings crank it up or vocalizes <laughs> do you call the album then crank it up oh that's that that's that's a good question that's a tough oh. one there when you want to put that promote as it. crank it up and promote that as your your number one star singing on the album so that's it could be man it yeah. could yeah that's a tough one yeah because i mean you want to promote the the hulk hogan singing debut yeah, because he doesn't sing on the wrestling album. They just they have the the Jim Steinman. Yeah, that, that, that that's this a is tough interesting. I, I feel like we just made a big breakthrough. I, I know. Yeah, that's yeah. If you had Hulk Hogan sing "Crank It Up," and, and that was the album, it's and then that now that's your album. Now is 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 "Crank It Up" the wrestling album too, instead of "Pile Driver." I mean, "Pile Driver" the song would still be on there, of course. But it will not be prominent. Yeah, as the name. So that's. Ooh, I I could see that. That would be. Uh, I would love to see Hulk Hogan sing "Crank It Up." I wonder if he's ever done. You know, he has his, um, he has his, uh, his bar down or his the beach bar, whatever oh, it is, out, down in there Florida. In, in in Florida. And I know they have like a he does like a karaoke night there. 
every week. And I know I've seen some clips and he'll he'll pop in there usually. What is he saying? I don't think I don't think I've seen him actually sing anything, but I know he'll come in there and he'll get like on the mic and like welcome everybody and say a couple things. Does he bring um, his bass? Oh please tell me he brings <laughs> <his bass. laughs> If he got out there, we gotta get a request in there to see oh, if we can get man. if we can get Hulk Hogan to sing "Crank It Up" during karaoke at his at his bar one of these nights. Uh, Dude, I think that's not, what the, I think that's what the world needs. I don't think anybody ever thought we needed to see this, but we need to now. We, we've uncovered this this gem of what we think could be a huge hit. Yeah, well, yeah. Listen, if I'm in a karaoke, if I'm in a bar with Hulk Hogan and there's a guitar near me. Or there's a piano. Um, I'll perform all of the Hulk Rules album until he <laughs> he's begging for mercy, and then I'll be like, "All right, I just sing for you. Now you sing, crank it up." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, brother. We, we got we got to take a, we, I think we got to take a trip down there and uh, hit up his uh, his bar and wait for him to show up and sit on karaoke night and see if we can make <laughs> this happen. <laughs> That's a documentary. Yeah, uh, this is yeah. coming soon. Coming soon. We'll, we're gonna do this. <laughs> yeah, we'll document it. Like we wait like two and a half years. <laughs> Just waiting for the right time. You got to get this ready. You got to start planting the seeds now, and we're gonna start putting the seeds out there on on Twitter and on social media, saying, "Hey, did you ever want to hear Hulk Hogan sing Crank It Up? Yeah. yeah. Did you ever wonder what that would be like? Just to get people thinking about it. Because honestly, I never thought of it until we just brought this up now, and. Now that I keep thinking about it, there's nothing else I want to see in my life than, than Hulk Hogan sing Frank it, it up. And 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 Jimmy's usually there with them. So if Jimmy can be in there too, they could Absolutely. they can they, if they want to duet it, sure. You know, go for it. I mean, I, I think it's uh I think it's perfect. I mean, they're 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 best buddies. Yeah. So so oh, why Jimmy, not? Jimmy would Jimmy would do it in a second. Yeah, I, I think I think he would be like, "Come on, Hulk, baby, come on, let's let's sing oh, a song." Come on, baby, let's do it. It's a classic. Crank, crank it up, crank, crank it up. It up. The wrestling album too. That's right. In, in the alternate universe, <laughs> Hulk, Hulk Hogan gets his feature uh, album debut mm-hmm. uh, seven, eight, eight years earlier than the than the Hulk rules. So in an often, so moving right along in an alternate universe, Bob. The next song doesn't exist. Uh, I'd be happy with that. I think. Uh, Do you want to explain to everybody what the next song is? Well, the the next song uh, on the the track list, track number seven, is uh, called "Waking Up Alone" by Hillbilly Jim and Gertrude, <laughs> and it's a uh, it's it's a country it's a country song. Did anybody need this in their life? Probably not. Uh, but but it, it exists. It, sa- sadly, this one does not have a a music video to, to go along with it. I mean, I could only imagine what it would be like with Hillbilly Jim. You know, this uh, this very sad <laughs> country song of him like what wandering around and kind of head head hung low. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was never one that was on my my top list when it came to this album, and even when I had first stumbled across this album years ago, I think this was one I would always skip over. Until recently, when I knew we were gonna talk about it, I'm like, all right, you know, let me actually sit here and listen to three minutes of this song, <laughs> and 
I went through it once, and I'm like, all right, I, I'm I'm good here. I'll I'll, I'll 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 listen to Jive Soul, bro, like 50 times straight. Right. But one of waking up alone with Hillbilly Jim and Gertrude was was more than enough for me. Yeah. So there, I think I think there's so many things wrong with it. I mean, the the most immediate one would be Hillbilly Jim's song on the first album is. Don't go messing with a country boy. Yeah, and that's a classic. It's, that's a classic song. It's a classic, and it's the perfect pairing for him. Yeah. It's, it's 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 as good as honky tonk. You mm-hmm. know, man, it's honky tonk, right? So, what I can only think about this song is that maybe he'll be, did hillbilly Jim actually write this song? I, I don't know because I think um, he might be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually wrote songs. If he actually that wrote my, that song, yeah, that would be. My and and if and if he did, and if he did, then you know, kudos to him for. For writing a song and been doing it, but but still, it's just compared to the first song on the first album, "Don't Come Mess with the Country Boy." That's yeah, the classic it's, theme song. Like another one that theme songs that fit the wrestler. Exactly. That, that's perfect, right there. Yeah, it, to me, it's they're apples and assholes. I mean, I think yeah. <laughs> there's no like okay, Hillbilly Jim. You hear this song, "Waking Up Alone," like. Jake the Snake Roberts could beat up this guy, you know, without even like touching him, just playing mind games with with this idiot. I mean, it's a fucking, it's an idiotic song, <laughs> you know. And it's and having Gertrude, who's Gertrude? Like, I, why I, do- I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not like. I mean, I, I guess did they feel that they needed to have like a? It's not not even really not really a ballad, but it's just yeah, a. No, no, I mean, that's, that's a ballad. You say okay. I mean, I guess. I mean kind of take it down a notch for a bit just and he speaks in the second verse he's just doing the spoken stuff yeah that's it you're just talking oh, stuff God. like that and it's yeah not not one of the the better songs on the it's the, out of out of album. both out of both albums and also i mean you and i we've heard a lot of wrestling themes you know i have a bunch of wrestling albums you know and i know a bunch bunch of themes i think this is the worst Slam Jam. Or is what comes Slam? There's one about Slam Jam. It was pretty bad. But I, th- I, th- I think this is the worst, worst song of all, worst wrestling song I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, it's definitely up there. I, I can't argue with you on there. I mean, I know I'm sure if you went through every wrestling album that was out there, you could probably find some. But um, this is, but this is definitely one that this is not. It's not winning any awards. It does. See, okay. So listen, like you go back a couple, you know, twenty years ago, you know, Rikishi had put a little ass on it right <laughs> and which made which is part which made perfect sense because it's a ballad he's a soulful guy and he's talking about his big fat ass well that that makes absolute right sense. right this is a sad country guy okay anybody going to be threatened by the sad country guy no and, and when you compare it to the you know hillbilly jimmy's this big muscular guy like yeah He's he's not getting sad. He's he's not no. he's not crying in the corner. No. He's gonna go. He's, he's out there to kick somebody's ass. He's I mean, that, that's it. Trying to clobber you over the head. Exactly. Right. <laughs> shove it up your ass. He's, he's gonna, yeah. Yeah. He's like, don't yeah. mess with me. I'm a country boy. Of yeah, course. He, he doesn't have time to sit there and sulk and and cry and and complain. Oh, man. Man's gonna work. This. I know. I know. I know. But goddamn, I, I blame Gertrude, man. Yeah, damn you, Gertrude! Really that's screwing his, that's up. His yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Gertrude screwed it all up. Hillbilly Jim does it all on his man. own. The first album is great. Yeah. Second time around, nothing. Oh man, that's that's another documentary we have to have the uh, the secret life of Hillbilly Jim and Gertrude. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, what really what caused all this pain, Hillbilly? You want you want you want to sit down here and talk about it? Do we need to get a, get a therapist in here to go over this stuff for you? I'm sure Hillbilly Jim would love the attention. Yeah. Hey, hey, he's I mean, I don't know what he's doing these days. I mean, he was he was big into the uh the Coliseum video world back in the in the 90s promoting all those VHS tapes and after that, now I guess he's just hanging out uh Enjoying a retired life, I guess. I hope he's doing great. I just, I, I hope, uh, I hope I never have to hear the song again, Bob. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Yeah, that, that, that's one. When it comes up, you, you hit that fast forward button on your, uh, your cassette tape, and hope you get to the next one, which you got to stand back. Oh yes, and and the the Vince McMahon before the Mister McMahon, which he gives you a little hint of it there with when he with that one uh, verse when he, he gets the Mr. McMahon voice in there, which I've always noticed since day one of hearing it. Uh-huh. You know, when he's like, yeah, everybody's going down, or whatever, whatever it was, whatever that one... Yeah, the gravitas, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Mr. McMahon voice compared to the, the the upbeat Vince McMahon singing, which is, which is, this is one of those songs that's not good, but it, it's funny... When it comes to Vince McMahon singing. <laughs> okay. So, so, yeah. And of course, it's impossible to. You, you can't think of the song without the Tom Jones spectacle with, you know, Hulk playing bass. And I, I think we could talk about this song for a long time. Um, I think if you had this song a little bit. I think if you had the song a little slower, I think Joe Cocker could have sang it really well. You know, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Tom Jones on it, on it, um, and Vince McMahon is enjoying the fuck out of it. But as as over the top as this song is, and as as odd as the the ensemble is, which is Hulk Hogan playing bass, no drummer, no guitarist. Mm-hmm. You got Macho Man, JYD, Brutus, yeah, and the uh... <laughs> as your horn section. Yeah, you got. <laughs> You got George Animal Steel playing tambourine. Um, as over the top as that is, it, this song makes complete sense. Um, that the guy who sings "Stand Back," you know, better, you know, stand back. You know, along the way, you're going to see a lot of men drop. Ten years later, is the Montreal Screwjob? Yeah, this dude is honest. You watch the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, and I know. I think that the the rumor was or innuendo at the time was, I guess that Vince did it to pretty much tell all the other promoters to stand back that he was, he was the number one and you're all going to drop because he's, he's taking over the business and running everybody out of town. Right. I think that was what people had said that the reasoning was behind the song with, with Vince, uh, which, which makes sense. It makes complete uh, sense. And, and it's him wanting to get out there and, and stroke his ego while at the time just being this this lowly announcer when nobody knew he was the owner, you know, unless you were on like the inside. There wasn't promoted yeah. all the time saying, oh, Vince McMahon, owner of the WWF. It was just, oh, this guy's just an announcer. And he's, now he's singing. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But but then once you learn who Miss, Mr. Mc, you know, Mr. McMahon, the character was, this song to me makes a lot of sense oh yeah yeah 100 percent. Yeah. yeah and it's still completely ridiculous yeah yeah i mean <laughs> you know, like it, it's one of those things where it's like well 
how much uh, drugs do you think he was doing it <laughs> when, you know, with the idea of like, okay, let's do this song here. Oh yeah, that's perfect. Let, let's let's run this one down the pipeline. The, the um the the dance sequence. I think it, I think many people would say this might be the highlight of the Slammy Awards, right? This yeah, with 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 him and the uh, when he's lining up with all the the girls, all and the girls all in line, they kind of moving around each other. <laughs> yeah, you got whole you got bass. Yeah, they do the they do the he gets his little bass solo and they they do the close up on him. It's like boom 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 boom. I like, think yeah, it's. It's it's the highlight of the Slammy Awards, which doesn't make it the highlight of the album. Um, yeah, I, it's, I, it's not it's not so much a highlight song wise, but I think when it comes to the Slammys and seeing the actual performance of it, I think that's where it shines. Is in the performance side of things is where, where that song really takes shape. It does. Last thing I'll say about this is that um, when I saw the Magnetic Fields a couple of years ago, uh, Stephen Merritt, the singer, was talking about how. He had recently done an interview, and uh, the uh, interviewer had asked him, um, why aren't your lyrics more honest, and why don't you sing or speak honestly? And he said, ma'am, do you honestly think that Mick Jagger couldn't get any satisfaction? And I thought that moment was amazing, <laughs> right? Because that's just, that's it's right. Thing. And I'll tell you what, so to me, this is Vince, Vince McMahon is actually honestly singing the song about standing back in his mind. It's such a big fuck you. And that to me, it just shows you how much fun he's having singing this song. Like he, he love, he loves that performance. Oh yeah. He, he, he loved the spotlight. And like I said, especially during that time when he wasn't a character on TV, you could see at that time that he loves the spotlight. He loves being over the top with everything, which became the Mr. McMahon character 10 years later. Yeah. And once he embraced that. So it's funny when when you go back and look at it. (laughs) Yeah. Long term storytelling, right? (laughs) Yeah. See, he he knew he knew what was going to happen at this point. Yeah. We're going to do this 10 years later. We're gonna yeah. have the Montreal screw job, and that's gonna change the business forever, right there. So it's just, right, just build building up to it. That that's it. That's it. That hey, that's that's when you're the booker, man. That's what you, you do. You, you plan for the future. That's right, booker man. <laughs> All right. Well, move it along. Yeah, and, and now we get our actual our first cover, our well, our first yeah. and only cover of right. of the album, which is with everybody's favorite, uh, Mean Gene Okerlund and yeah. Rick and Rick Derringer. With the rock and roll Hoochie Coo, uh, which is which is a cover of his actual Mean Gene singing, and again Rick Derringer, who also recorded rock and roll Hoochie Coo uh, back in the in the seventies, and and Mean Gene taking over the the lead on this one. Which I mean, I don't think Mean Gene's gonna be another one that's gonna win any awards for uh, singing voice, uh, but but he does a good job. He does have a fun he, time with it he kills it he really kills it um he really gets into it and, and um and the, you know the video is obviously kind of cute and playful um to me it, it's cheating that this is the best song on the album because this is a real this is a real song the song was a real hit you know the playing of the riff on the song is exceptional you know, the song has a bridge and it has dynamics and every section makes sense. It, to me, it would be like, imagine like like during the Attitude Era, if they did an album and like Chris Jericho sang Sweet Emotion, 
Right, right. It, it would be the best. It would be the best because this is a guy who can sing, and this is a this is a great song. Of course, it's going to be. Of course, it's going to rock. Right, right. It's it's not a it's not a made up song just for this album. It's an actual <laughs> hit yeah. song that that's out there that Mean Gene is covering, putting his own twist on it, and and having fun with it. And, and like you said, the the video for it is a a fun little thing similar to the. Uh, not not well. It's got the teacher. I was going to say similar to to Hot for Teacher. Yeah, I mean, not, not not that the song is anything like that, but the video itself is with the you know the teacher who lets loose and is dancing on the on the desk and good time and and Mean G's in there as uh, as Mister Peabody and <laughs> showing yeah. the 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 history of rock and roll and the principal walks in at the end <laughs> and does the. Miss Peabody, what are you doing? And, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and then so, they, they look back over at Mean Gene, and he's back to his normal self, and gives like the that. the little wink and smile to the camera as they as they fade out. So here's my question for this song. I mean, for, like, yeah, and it, it, it's it's charming, and the the song rocks. It's a great riff. It's Derringer. The dude can play guitar, and he can write a song, and he produced this. He also produced Weird Al. You know, the guy can make records. My my knock on this is that you know who doesn't have a song on these albums? Bobby the Brain. Hmm. You're right. Yeah. And like, I mean, obviously Hulk doesn't either. He doesn't have a full song. But I don't know if if Bobby can sing. But I kind of wish Bobby could have done this. I don't know. There's. It would be I, interesting. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's 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 tough. Like you said it, and I'm trying to picture it. In one hand, it could be funny. Or one hand, it could just be a train wreck yeah, <laughs> if you can't, because be. like when you kind of compare, you compare Mean Gene and, and Bobby Heenan. Both are are funny, and both could kind of carry it their own way. Yeah. But I don't know if Bobby could sing it. I would quite yeah. like Mean Gene because then you're also going with with Mean Gene is, is you know he's the babyface announcer, then Bobby Heenan's the heel, and you might have to. It might not just. I don't know if it would work right. That, I guess I that's the, yeah, I the question with it. Yeah, I'm not saying this is a this is a foolproof plan, but as much as I love the song, I mean it's a great song. And Gene can sing. I love Tutti Frutti on the first album. I feel cheated that Gene gets two and Bobby got none. <laughs> and yeah, that's that, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It shows you how big of a fan I am of, of Bobby. <laughs> yeah, it would have been. I, I agree. I th- I think he he would deserve it <laughs> to see just how it would have played out. Because I mean, you could do it. Maybe not with this song, but with something yeah. else. If you can get a song like with, with Slick and Jive Sober, I mean, that's a manager having a, a song. Like, and Bobby yeah. Heenan have his own song to to sing. What song? So, what song could have could have Bobby Heenan do? Um, not Wild Thing. Yeah, that's that's tough. Trying to think of what could it really got me. Like like one of those kinds of songs. Yeah, yeah, like a like a hit song. That that he could have done a cover of that would have been simple and yeah yeah something basic that you could have done it and be like okay you know what that, that's not bad yeah well, you know uh, well he always said you know Blast he said pencil neck geek Bobby said humanoid that's interesting uh, it's a it's a tough I just, it's something another one we would have liked to to see on <laughs> yeah on the um, album like we said we wanted to have Hulk on there so he can crank it up crank it up no, no waking up alone. You can erase "Waking Up Alone" from the album and throw in a Bobby Heenan yeah, song and move there, girls and cars. Move girls and cars. Yeah, down. yeah, exactly. We we you can move everything around a bit. Get rid of that 
Waking Up Alone, throw a Bobby Heenan song in there, and then I think you would have really, really nailed it. Yeah, it would. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be the White Album, but it might be. <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be pretty damn close, though. I mean, it would be damn close. It'd be legendary when it comes to when it comes to wrestling albums and wrestling theme albums. It would have been on the the, the top of the list. See, I, I, I'm still, you know, the wrestling album one. It's hard for me to think of anything better, but a recent sequenced pile driver, renamed pile driver with a couple of tweaks could be you know beat for beat pound for pound pretty unbeatable you know it, it could have been you know you know the sequel is really never better than the original yeah. but but the wrestling album too could have could have done it with the with those future yeah i mean Wayne, yeah i mean wayne's world 2 is nothing like wayne's world but you know i still saw wayne's world 2 the day, <laughs> the day it came out yeah so. it's it's still, still a solid movie you, you can't, you solid, can't go yeah. wrong right it's one of those i mean you know, I I love uh, Terminator Two. Yeah, that's more, true. I yeah. mean, more than Terminator. I mean, I love both movies. But I, but awesome. I, I got to give Terminator Two the nod over T uh, One. So okay, all right, it, it, okay. it happens. It happens. I mean, but not with Waking Up Alone. T Two T Two doesn't have Waking Up Alone, but <laughs> no, <laughs> it's got Guns and Roses. But, but it does. No, no, no Waking Up Alone. No. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the, the last. Okay. Oh wow, the last. Okay. I know, 10, 10 songs, 10 songs down. I mean, this is, I mean, because this is one of those, this album just just flies right by. Wait, look to the point. That, how, long is the, how long is the album, man? Uh, let's see, what's the official like, runtime? I mean, I guess we can add up all the... It can't be that much longer <laughs> than 30 minutes, right? I mean, it's... We'll, we'll break out our, our handy-dandy calculator here. The original wrestling album was 37 minutes. Okay. But this one, the Wikipedia does not have... A huh. time on it. I think somebody would have uh, done this work for us, but hey. No, this, you're doing the Lord's work, man. I know. <laughs> okay, so if my math was correct, uh-huh. the total runtime on this is 29 minutes. Jeez. So okay, yeah. That's, or that's about funny. there. So you at about, it's probably about 30 minutes. So it's, it's pretty, yeah, pretty quick. I mean, yeah, that's is, like a, it's like an early Van Halen album. I think just. Yeah, I mean it's 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 ten ten songs, but you look. I mean the longest one is the Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo at three minutes and forty seconds. Wow! But then the rest of them are around probably average uh, three three minutes. So it's not, uh, which is crazy when you consider that some of those songs have like choruses that repeat like four times <laughs> right right they, they they seem the songs seem a lot longer than they actually are it's, you sit there you listen to yeah, me like right. I, I heard this like three times already and it's been uh two and a half minutes so it's well, like, no, yeah I, I don't think that is any more evident than on the last song of the album yeah well i mean i guess it's the the last song if you only knew by the wwf superstars uh, which is essentially just a, I don't want to say conversation, but it's <laughs> a <conversation>. <laughs> <laughs> for the most part. I mean, <laughs> we're just talking back and forth and then just repeating, you know, if you only knew what I would do to you. Um, yeah, it, it's um, this song is so interesting. I swear. Um, first of all, that, that riff is like, it's almost like Zeppelin. Yeah, it's good. It's a good riff. It, it's, it's a good riff, man. It, I gotta say, and and um, 
you know, it, it the verse plays to wrestlers' strengths, which is saying things, you know, cutting these little miniature promos, not singing it, kind of like the Wrestle Rock Rumble, and that works a lot. Um, the chorus is is pretty. I think Jimmy Hart probably wrote it. If you only, but 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 what happens is weird. The song is like I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna be a, I'm a tough guy. I'm gonna kick your ass. Then if you only knew what I'm gonna do to you, right? You'd be running home as quick as two legs could carry you. Right, right. <laughs> your destiny belongs to me. If you only, if you only knew, yeah. Um, in the context of the music, it's it's so soulful and pretty that it almost sounds more like like a girl talking about like how she's going to fuck a guy as opposed <laughs> to like a guy talking about how he's going to fucking kick your ass. That that's just with the take, the take. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. I, I'm with you on that. I, I can definitely see that. And we you know, and which are both great things, you know, I support, I support. Right. <laughs> but um, I, it's uh, it's in Congress. And I think at the end it, it goes on forever. And I think it's very evident when you're watching the, the uh slammies because this is the last song of the slammies and it's it's a good song to end with um watch watch dynamite kid and nikolai volkov try to clap and 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 dance yeah keep trying to keep in trying to keep with everybody it's the the funniest thing ever rest in peace to those to those two great men yeah yeah. but you can't teach a fish to sing and you can't teach the british yeah either you you got the rhythm or you don't i mean some some people are are born with it some people just just don't have it and yeah it it happens yeah, you can have those great matches against Tiger Mask, but you can't clap. You know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you um, can't clap and sway at the same yeah, time. It's, it's, the it's same tough. Time. It's tough. I mean, what's what's your take on this one? Do you get? Do you, does this give you any feels? I, I like. I it, it's a feel good song. I I, yeah. I like it. Uh, I mean, I can see where, like you said, with the the chorus, you know, is repetitive and after a while, kind of gets a little bit old, but. It, yeah, it is just these little mini promos back and forth. So it's not really a song. I mean, it it, it is it is and it isn't because I mean it, it's got music, but yeah. it, it's nothing where somebody's sitting there and singing. It's just kind of going back and forth and doing like little promos on top of music. It is really what it is. Uh, but but I, I like it. I I think it's enjoyable. It's a great way to end, and, and obviously the ending of the yeah, slam for, for the finale. For it. a finale, it's a good finale to put a bow on everything. You have all the wrestlers that are all featured throughout the album get it in their piece. I mean, it's the only speaking part that that the Hulkster has in the in the album. Yeah, is, is on this song, and you have the rest of the guys uh, getting their little uh, their little shots in there. So. It's fun. It's a fun little song. It's a good way to wrap up everything and say, "Hey, thanks for listening to the album." Right. This is the finale. Yeah, it, it works in that context. It, it, it you probably could have shaved off a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the song comes but in yeah. at a, at three eight three eighteen. So really you, you could probably do like a like two two and a half about like two and a half maybe could kind of. Hey, so- so I, I'd have to sum it down a bit, right? See, okay. Well, I'd have to listen again to the recorded version because I know in the Slammy Awards, that's when like uh, Mean Gene and Jesse are having their whole bit, and like, isn't like Matilda the dog running around? And right, yeah, yeah. Like, somebody antics. A lot of antics are happening. A lot of antics. Yeah. Well, I guess the winner, Jesse, 
of the Swammy for the best song of the year is going to be forever unknown in the stomach lining of Sika. No, 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 Mean Gene. If you want to find out the winner, I'm sure you can hang out with Sika and tomorrow morning you can pick up the results. <laughs> Say goodnight, Jesse. Good night, Jesse. Good night, everybody. That works perfectly live. And on the end of the wrestling album, Nikolai Volkov is singing Carmia and Gene and Vince and Jesse are arguing. And there's a lot of, you know, razzle dazzle on it. That, that, that really works great. Um, I'd have to hear the album again to know, is there razzle dazzle on it or is it just like kind of music fading out? I think it's just, it's just the music fading out. Yeah. There's, there's no little, uh, no is little it, quirks yeah. and no little no commentary or anything on this one like with the wrestling album where you had the right. like after the tracks you had the little commentary between people which is things great like that man. which is like you know people laugh about this but i think of the wrestling album as it's it's a concept record and whenever i think of concept records i think of prog i think like in a way it's a, it's in a way it's a the music is not prog but thematically it is prog like with a through line and that's what I love about the wrestling album. And I think it, it's storytelling, right? You know, wrestling is storytelling. Yeah, yeah. It works really well. And I think uh, some of the stories work really, really well. I think that could have worked really well too on Piledriver. If you had, you know, these, if you had Slick do a little monologue before. I, I, who, know, who knows? It's an yeah, interesting thing. yeah, it's interesting to see how they could have done it differently. Yeah. Having that in there. Uh, I mean... Sad, sadly, there was no the wrestling album three. Uh, this this would be the the last uh, album until the WrestleMania the album in 1993, uh, which oh, that wow. is a totally different animal to uh, dive into. We we will not be talking about that one today. Maybe maybe one other time. We'll we'll see. We'll see how things go because that <laughs> you, you, that's that's while this has some redeeming qualities <laughs> on this one. Uh, the rest yeah. of the album, uh, no, no, not so much. So here, so here's my question. So if you had to rank the best songs, would you be able to rank the best songs, or would you just be able to rank the worst ones? Uh, let's see. Um, I mean, I think if you're going for the best songs on on the, the on the Pile Driver album here, I think you could go. It, because there's a lot more good songs than bad songs. Agreed. Which, which is which is a good thing. I mean, I, I can tell you. I mean, there's only one song which we know for sure we can s- scrape off the album forever, and that's the <laughs> "Waking Up Alone" sure. uh, with Hillbilly Jim. Um, the if we could get Hulk to sing "Crank It Up," then it's uh, a keeper. I, 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 it's a keeper. The Jimmy Hart one. I mean, I, I can yep. do without it. I mean, it, not that it's a bad song. And not not that Jimmy can't do it. It's just not something that I would really want to listen to. Yeah, no, um, I'm with you. Those are those are two I'm throwing off the boat. Yeah. yeah, and I think probably the next one to throw off, which is not it's not it, it's tough because it's I don't I don't really dislike the song. It just never fit in perfectly, and that's the girls in cars. Yeah, I, I'm I, with you. I, I think is that it's it's like a song that I I. I I kind of like and I want to like, but just in the context of it with Strike Force, it just never seemed to fit for me with yeah. them. 
And I think that's what what the problem is. It's like I the song is the song itself isn't bad uh, at all. It's a nice '80s pop song. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, it just doesn't quite fit correctly. Yeah, those would be my three too. I think I think the other songs I would keep. I might I might shave them down a little bit for length, but I but I like but I would keep them all. Yeah, I mean, I mean Pile Driver, Honky Tonk Man, Demolition, Jive Soul Bro. Rock and roll Hoochie uh, Russian yeah. Hoochie Coo, and and even and stand back oh, with Vince. Back. I mean, it, it, it's, it's not bad. I mean, it's Vince isn't going to win any awards for his singing abilities, but uh, in the context of it, it it's just a fun little song. I think. I think. Could you imagine the Slammy Awards without Vince McMahon performing? No, no, yeah, no. I think, so I think the, the 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 performance and the everything with it with that performance makes the song because on the on the pile driver vhs tape it has a stand back video on it but it's really a like a tribute video to andre the giant that's on there it's not oh, it's wow. nothing to do with vince they do something saying like oh uh, here's vince mcmahon performing stand back and but it's a, like a not a tribute to andre but it's all like it's like an Andre like hype video with him beating no up people and things like that. Yeah, you gotta check it out. If it's out there, it's probably out there on YouTube somewhere. But yeah, it's it's more on the Pile Driver VHS. It's like a Andre hype video with, with Vince sitting sta- singing Stand Back, which is is really odd. That's very in, odd in, in that context. But when you see Vince perform it, you see it and you're like, knowing what we know now about Vince and what became of the Mr. McMahon character, yeah, and and even well, recently over what surfaced about his demise, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It, it it all makes sense in the end. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, agreed. I I think if if we got rid of those three songs, or you, you got Hulk to sing "Crank It Up," you got rid of "Waking Up Alone," you know, maybe you had Bobby give Bobby the Brain something and. I don't know, or even 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 throwing in like a something with Bobby. Not even a song, but you could do like a little something in between, like like I said, more of like the little talking thing, yeah, the little talking segment or something in between. Oh, yeah, with him was, complaining was, yeah. about something because if you have that a lot yeah. too on these albums. Where it's just like just like oh, track number eight is just like Bobby complaining about something or like a little comedy type bit or you just had gorilla monsoon you had gorilla and bobby the bobby there there you go yeah just kind of bickering back and forth about something and gorilla yelling at bobby and like bobby saying where bobby's saying he could sing better than all these people yeah yeah yeah, exactly you can't do that brain you know get get out of here and will you stop yeah yeah, one of those things and like something like that could have been nice in the middle to kind of break it up so So, so even if he's not singing, just to get Bobby on there, just with a little segment, and you, if you throw in yeah. Gorilla with them, be even better. Bobby and Gorilla, man, oof, that's just that's peanut butter and jelly to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good shit. But but there you have it. There there that's our our preferred wrestling album too. If we were to break it down yeah. and create our own album, and uh, and Hulkster, if you're out there listening, uh, let's get to crank it up. Do it, do, it, up. do it do it now we, we if people want to hear it well at least two people want to hear it uh, <laughs> oh you but, know you know you know jimmy Hart wants to hear it 
Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> guaranteed. I'm surprised. I guess maybe because they couldn't do it because they maybe they couldn't do it on the Hulk Rules album because of it being locked up in the the WWF vault here <laughs> with, with that. Maybe that was why. Maybe there's a lot of a lot of legal yeah. red tape. But we'll just I bet steal, it, steal, it, yeah, just steal the one line and we'll put it in Beach Patrol so nobody will. Yeah, know. I think I think if they could have covered it for Hulk rules they they would have definitely done it for that one i think because if, if he had it on that album that that album would have gone to the top of the the billboard charts can you imagine i mean if there was one way that hulk rules album could have been made better it's crank it up crank it up that that's, <laughs> that's <amazing. laughs> well hey well hey jesse hey, man. always great chatting with you love having you on here to break this down uh, you, well, want, you, want well, to talking, you, you want to tell everybody uh, where they can find you, what you have going on, all that good stuff? Sure. I uh, I have a new podcast. It's called Fuck This Gig. You can check it out on Apple Podcasts. You can check it out on Spotify, Google, any kind of streaming platform you want. Um, I'm writing a book called Your Father, The Failed Rockstar. I'll be probably self-publishing that. Uh, we'll see what happens. And... Um, yeah, I live in West Orange, New Jersey. So anytime you want to come over and hang out, here I am. There you go. Crank, crank up the wrestling album. Crank, crank up, up the wrestling album. Yeah, little, man. little Hulk rules. Little Beach Boys. Uh, we, we, we hit the trifecta here on, on, on the podcast. <laughs> Bring it these up. Are, yeah, no, these are three out. I mean, oh god. So if I had to pick one, I guess I'd go. I would go Hulk rules. I mean, I think Pile Driver is. I'll take Pile Driver over the Beach Boys albums, though. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you on that one. I think I could listen to to this a lot more than <laughs> Beach Boys is still just interestingly from a sociological standpoint. Definitely, yes. Or the yes. Musical standpoint. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean we covered, you know, two Beach Boys albums last time. We covered the wrestling album two here today. We covered the Hulk rule. So so we've done four albums now that that we've covered. Uh, and if you haven't heard them, listen to them in the archives, you know bumwinebob.com uh we, we have you covered there with with all the good stuff and we'll we'll definitely be doing it again here with with jesse as we're we're celebrating 35 years of a pile driver the wrestling album it had its release in september of 1987 uh the 35th anniversary of the, the slammy awards from december of 87 so we we timed it perfectly to um to put a bow on everything for the the holidays and if you can't find that one thing that one thing for that special someone this holiday season maybe you can find my copy of a uh, pile driver out there somewhere that's it's the gift that keeps on giving i tell you that Bob. yeah you get cassette cd record uh no matter what get get in the vhs tape uh <laughs> you, you got it all covered right. <laughs> give a 10 year old kid a a VHS tape and see what they think. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell is this? Like, what am I what gonna is do? This? Like, do I eat this? <laughs> yeah, what do I th- why is this thing so heavy? <laughs> uh well hey Jesse man, thanks yeah, again. Bro. Always always great chatting with you. And uh, we'll definitely be doing it again uh soon in the future. We'll be covering something else for the people to uh enjoy. So so be sure to check out Jesse, give him a follow, check out all his uh his many uh endeavors that he's working on and don't forget to uh to check out the website at bonewinebob.com tell you tell your friends to check out the podcast bone with bobcat and until next time cheers cheers